Well, you're getting me coming out of a massive, drunken, crazy party last night. So where are we? It was, <laughs> I was down in, in North Carolina with Charlie Champ, so that'll tell you about it. But the reality was we had this, um, I'm, I'm going to start it like this because I feel like this has everything to do with what I'm going to say tonight. The reality was we had this uh, oil anointing. It was a fire tunnel, but it was on fire, man. I've never been in a fire tunnel like this. Never, never. So, <laughs> so the, here's what he did. He got a trash can and a couple gallons of, of good olive oil and a couple sponges. Yeah, car wash sponges, like, <laughs> And it was flowing, man, last night. I say that because the Lord, I personally, I personally felt like something amazing took place in my life. The, the fruit of that we'll yet to see, but we'll see what happens tonight to just the overflow. How many like the overflow? Come on, I want the fullness of the overflow. But the, the reality was, so. <laughs> There was probably 300 people in there anyway, maybe 350, and they just, you know, lined them up just like a fire tunnel. How many know what I'm talking about? I'm saying a fire tunnel. Fire tunnel, we need, we, I want to do it this way. You guys will be afraid. That's why we need a bigger building, right? Other than I just want another bathroom. Just a bathroom, please. We need the second bathroom. Holy ghost. But the reality, so they set up tarps across the front. And it was slip and slide, baby. It was slip and slide. So there was a lot of people that went before me. But, you know, Charlie's a friend, and he wants to see something happen. And he was like a wild man. Him and Jeremy were just wild, and they're just hitting people on the forehead with, I mean, sponges saturated with oil. Oh, it was great. But I say this to say to you, I went with caution. No, I had a nice shirt on when I got there, and I'm like, every, all the guys, all his team was like, you're wearing that? I'm like, probably not. But then I had told Callie, I said, I'm not, I don't think I'm even going. I'm not going, right? I, I was bailing. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Why do I need this charismatic craziness? I'm telling you something on it. I know we don't like it sometimes. Some of us, it rubs us the wrong way. How many does it rub? No, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I'm saying this. I'm saying this because I was like, I said to myself, God, I don't know. And I heard the Holy, Sp Holy Spirit say, you know, I had these new kicks on too, you know. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I could be trading these in too. I'll send them back all filled with oil. No. But I didn't want to get a mess. You understand me? I wanted to keep composure. Who wants all that oil all over you? Come on, I got people raising their hands. All it takes is two. It starts something, right? But the reality was when I, when I got down there and, you know, multiple people said, they got violent with you. Guys were like, psh, 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 with a big sponge on my face, in my chest, and I was covered, okay? Yeah. I say that to say that I had to argue with the Holy Spirit, okay? 
Because this is, this is what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, not care. Who cares if I had $150 shirt on? Who cares? And it's not even the, the, the charismatic thing that I'm doing. It's about what do I want from God? What am I believing God for? What am I actually engaging with the Holy Spirit to believe for for my life? What does that look like? And how much does it cost? Because if I start worrying about what my clothes look like, what my image looks like, what my hair looks like, you know, the hair. Don't touch the hair. Didn't even move. One of the guys said, your hair didn't even move. I go, that's because it's slick so far back, you'll never get the oil out. It was dripping down me, down my back, all over me. And never mind, I don't even know if that shirt will ever be the same again. Yeah, it's anointed, all right. I might have to keep it just that smack. Maybe that'll work now, Callie. I'll just start smacking people with it. Bam! Miracles. Yeah, it probably works. Yeah, because it was actually Jeremy. Jeremy Nelson was telling a story about he, he threw a rag at a lady, and she received a miracle. And then she used the miracle to start a whole miracle ministry. She used the, uh, the, the rag to start a whole miracle ministry all over in, in, uh, in Asia. And God used her to touch the nations over there. She received a miracle and then was used to do miracles. Crazy stuff. So I'm saying this to say, what's it worth to you? That's my question for the night. What is it worth to you? What is, what is it that we feel like the Holy Spirit is drawing us into? And what does it look like for us? Because I, I promise you that it can get sloppy and messy and I know, I know, I know the Lord. Remember, remember David. I'm just going to go there real quick. 2 Samuel 24, 24. And remember, he was given a prophetic word to, to re, uh, release an offering to stop the plague. Uh-oh. And, and, he, and he came to this, he came to this place, he came to... Um, Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to say this guy's name. Anyway, the Jebusite, Arununa, the Jebusite, and David did, it says in verse 19 of actually Samuel, 2 Samuel 24, it says, so David did according to the word of Gad. Gad was the prophet after Samuel, after Nathan, right? And he, and he went up. To the, and he did as the Lord commanded, right? And then it says down in, uh, where am I? Verse 21, David, because he says, listen, I will, I'll, just, I'll just bring the offering. I'll make the altar. I'll bring the offering. Just tell me, king, what you want me to do. And David says this. He said, you know, he says to buy, he said he wanted to buy the, thre the threshing floor from you and to build an altar to the Lord that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. And then he, then he goes on to say, then uh, Aranuna says to him, let the Lord, the king, take the offering up, whatever needs and seems good to him, and look here at oxen. Here are the oxen for the burnt offerings and the threshing implements and the yokes and the wood and all that. And he, so, but David says this. He says, no, but I, it's, but I will surely buy it from you for a price, nor will I offer burnt offerings 
to my Lord, my God, that cost me nothing. And here's my point tonight. He went to that place and it says, so the Lord heeded the prayers of the land and the plague was withdrawn from the land. And so I, I feel like the Lord is saying to all of us, and especially me, how's this? Because I'll use me. I'll preach to you, but I'll use me as well. There's this understanding that the oil is costly and God's calling us to make a sacrifice. And I know this, that he freely gives, right? He freely gives to us. But I'm telling you, there was something with me even last night as I, as I listen, you know me, I, I'm, I'm on, it's on, whatever. I'm, I'm usually game to do whatever. I feel like the Lord, like I want to go after Jesus as, as hard and fast as, as I've ever gone, like tomorrow, today. I want to go after him in a, in a fresh new way every week. And I, I realize this, that the Lord says, yeah, what does it look like? What are you doing? What, how do you want to step into that? What does that look like in your life? Are you willing to pour everything out so that I can come and, and invade your life? Because there was a woman, remember, I think it was Luke chapter 9, the woman with the issue of blood. I, I, call, it, I call it the place of, of uh, it's a melee of miracles that happens. How many know that Jarius came to Jesus like in a panic? Saying, listen, will you just come to my house? And he needed a miracle. He needed a daughter raised. He needed something to happen. He needed to believe for something beyond himself. And he went and touched. Uh, he went to, and called to him. It says he begged him. I'm, talk, I'm talking out of the Gospels. This is the New Testament. And the Bible says that Jarius begged him. Now, somewhere in, in modern church, we don't think we need to beg. <laughs> I know, I know. Ready? We don't, we don't think we need to press. We don't need to think we have to do something to get something. And I don't think we do have to do something to get something. But there's a posture of the heart that God is looking for. That how, how very, very desperate are we to get what we need from heaven? And I truly believe, even as there was a shift here earlier on, I truly believe that God is looking for us. Listen, he's looking for a place that would be postured that said, God, I will do anything that your presence might come. I would do anything that I might be at your feet. I might do anything. Ready? It was the woman with the issue of blood, right? said 12 years she was in this condition, 12 years she was in a condition, and she went into Jesus, she went to Jesus, and it says that the crowds were thronging, they were so tight, actually the word was thronging, it says to cause a plant to die, actually that's part of how, what the word means, it was this choking all around Jesus, like how many have ever been in tight crowds? Tight crowds that can actually make you panic, like you're going to get pulled out away and pulled into places. I know, I know this because there, that's what was happening with Jesus. That's how desperate people were to get touched by the Savior. 
And I'm going to ask the church today, how desperate are we? Because I desire this with all my heart. I desire that our whole lives would just be desperate to be in the presence of God, that we would be able to touch him, not just once, but all. for us to come in close and touch touch just touch him and 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 really it was actually the word talks about being oppressed talks about crushing this is the pressure that was around jesus and jesus didn't flinch but there was one woman that didn't care about what might happen to her because the the other part of the equation was she could have been trampled and crushed but it says that she pressed already choking the person you're trying to get to that's already pressing in so much. And I'm saying this, listen guys, I don't want you to get a mindset that I have to strive, but I'm talking about a posture of the heart tonight that we must be desperate to touch him. I'm telling you, we're in a time when I said seed time and harvest, what's the seed of your heart look like? What's the seed look like where, are you looking for other things to take the place of him? Because there's only one place, it's him. There's only one, in the midst of that chaotic crowd, there was only one place that was safe, and it was with Jesus. Oh, somebody, that's a good word. If, if you realize this, that there was so much pressure on the outside trying to get in, and people needed miracles. Then you think of the other man that was at the pool of Bethesda, and he was just laying there, waiting. Ready? We have the woman who's pressing in, and then we have the man at the pool who's waiting for his turn. There's too many people. I can't get in. I know, he's a paralytic. But then we have Jesus that just, I, he could have healed anyone. <laughs> Ready? I'm going to polar places because this is the Lord, right? He's looking for us to come and just touch. But then he's also looking for us that he's just wandering through and he's just looking. The Lord just goes up and down the aisle every week. He goes in and out of your house every week. He goes moving around your room every night and he's looking for someone that he can just receive a touch and not say, I have no man to get me into the pool but realize it's the Savior that's come to release a fresh oil of anointing that would heal my life and change all my conditions and move me out of a, a what was it, a 38-year condition, right? God's doing something in this hour. I'm telling you, it's, it's a desperate thing. And, and the Holy Spirit's looking for every one of us, every one of us, to press and push in. But there's also a place of posture where we put, remember, the woman, Mary at Bethany, remember. I'm really not going to be long tonight. Amen all night. I'm telling you there's a place that the Holy Spirit is calling the church, and that is to his feet. It's so crazy because I started reading all the, all, the, all the things today on the way back from in the plane. And I'm like, God, what did you even do to me last night? I don't even know. Because I literally, I came out of the tunnel and I was soaking wet with oil. But I felt completely different. And I slept like I 
a rock. I don't, I don't know. I slept like really, really good. I say that because now I have to say, God, what did you do? And what does that look like? And I just, <laughs> I just want more. Whatever that is, whatever you hit me with, whatever power, well, I know what was spoken over me, so I receive power. I receive a, a revival in New England. I receive, 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 receive. Like I told you today, just get ready to receive from the Lord. But there was this this posture from Mary at Bethany when it's, it talks about her in Luke 11 first before it even tells the story of her, which I thought was crazy. Like John tells the story before he tells the story. And I was like, what did... He said, that woman, it was that Mary that poured out on Jesus. Now I'm talking the opposite now because God's looking for us to pour out so that he can pour out on us. I, are you hearing me? The, the Lord is looking for those who are pouring out on him just in worship. It's not, <laughs> it's not difficult. But then when I said tonight about a shift, because I believe there's a, a shift that's happening in hearts. I believe that we're in a position right now where God is looking, right? His eyes are looking to and fro throughout the earth and looking for those whose hearts are looking, are postured, are ready for what he's about to do in this hour. He, he, we, he is looking. And he's not turning us away. He's saying, who come? Who come and, and buy from me? Oh, who wants to buy it? Oh man, I, sow, I sowed seed before I took oil last night. I did. I gave enough money during the conference. I didn't need to give again. But there was an opportunity to sow a seed before I got anointed. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any cash in my wallet anymore. It's gone, there it is. I say that because I wanted to give so I could receive. I wanted to pour out so I could receive. And some of us don't understand that the more we pour out to him, the more we get. And it's not about even getting. It's about our hearts being so completely in love with him that Jesus is the number one thing. And I'm telling you, Mary of Bethany, she had that posture. She just went in that place and cracked and took her hair and just smeared Jesus' feet. And she didn't care what anyone was thinking. And the problem is we're worried about what everyone else is thinking. We're, we're concerned about what we're thinking. No, I'm honest about this. We're concerned about what we think. How my theology is. What do I think about that? But, you know, because last night I could have been like, this is a wild meeting. I'm just going to go with the flow and have no faith to receive anything. Really. I could have just done it because we do that all the time. We just go through the motions. We go through church every week, you know. We go to prayer meetings, and we do all kinds of things for God, but we do it out of, you know, regiment. It's religion. It's just religion again, except we call ourselves Holy Ghost-filled and Spirit-filled and charismatic and all that. It's just religion, different form. And so I do believe this, that as I was, as I was thinking about this last night in this morning, on, on, as I'm flying back, I'm thinking, God... What, what, could, what could possibly happen in New England? Like, what, what do you want to do? What, is it, what does it even look like? And I'm telling you, it has to be out of the box. I'm telling you, this is good, and this is good for training, but I am urging you, I am urging you, please, please, 
I'm urging everyone in this building, I'm urging you to step into your call. I'm urging you to pour out the oil on Jesus and step into what he's called you to. Don't sit far back. Don't sit back anymore and wait for something to happen. And I know I, 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 I beat this drum all the time, but I'm urging you, just get out of yourself and get in him. Just get out of yourself and, and pour out. Because I do believe that as Mary of Bethany, it says that she, she worshiped Jesus And she heard Jesus. How many are worshiping? You can raise your hands, you can yell, you can shout, scream. I've been in the Carolinas, they've been there, a loud crowd, rowdy crowd. I'm, I'm ready for a rowdy crowd, come on. I'm telling you, how many worship Jesus? How many worship Jesus every single day? How many, how many postured and say, God, I, I want to just learn in a, in a fresh new way. Lord, I just want to just pour my life out on you. Lord, I want to just pour the oil of my life out on you so that I can step into what you're calling me to. Because it says that she then heard. She heard. She heard. And when it says heard, it means believe and respond. <laughs> how, many, how many here are in conversations sometimes and you don't hear a thing? Come on, all the men, raise your hands. <laughs> no, come on. I'm telling you. How many are good listeners? Come on, you can praise yourself. That's good. Be a good listener. No, real, Really? How many are like somewhere else while other people are talking because you're thinking about what you're going to say back? No one's raising their hands. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm talking about hearing. It's called we hear, we believe, and we respond. I believe what I'm hearing the Lord say, and I respond. See, it can't be just a posture of just, uh, uh, maybe something's going to happen. I hear you, Lord. I'm just waiting. No, you have to respond. I have to respond. I go to him. I go to him, and when I move towards him, something begins to happen. Miracles begin to pop because, listen, this must have came at me five million times this weekend, too. John 5.19, which is like one of my staple scriptures. John 5.19 says, I only see what the Father's doing. I only hear. When Jesus is talking about only seeing and hearing what the Father's doing. And so we, we want to take pride in that. But if I see and I hear what God's doing and I do nothing, Jesus was the perfect son and he was obedient to all those things. So what is God saying to you for your life right now in this season? And what's it worth to you? Because it does come back down to what's it worth? How do I value God's words to me? How do I value what he's saying? How do I value what he's speaking? How do I value the word of the Lord that comes from here or anywhere else? I felt like a little kid in a candy shop all weekend. I don't, you know, because I'm always ministering, so it's good when I go to a conference now. It's just like, and when we host the conferences, those are good too, but I, I'm too busy sometimes. I, I get like running around. So it was good to just go somewhere, go away, and just... 
But I realize I feel like a little kid still when I go to a meeting and I'm just like, yeah, I want that. Anyone in the room that doesn't want that, I'll take it. How hungry are we? Because I just want to... I want to suck the anointing out of everyone's life that I can. <laughs> Being honest, I, I want it. I want miracles. And if they're not happening out of my life that I expect, then I'm going after it. Lord, psh, hit me with 27 more sponges. <laughs> Come on. I'm telling you, it was the most, it was one of the best meetings I've been in Ever, I think. Ever. I'll say it. Ever. Ever. I'm sorry you weren't with me. It was so good. And it was wild. It was completely wild. Well, was it good because it was wild? Yes. Because it was out of the box. It was, Steve Swanson was playing stuff like, I don't even know what. It was club music. It was wild. It was like we were in a rave. I am telling you, it was awesome. And the Holy Ghost was there. And power was there. And miracles were there. This one lady got healed. Actually, no one touched her. Ready? This is how it is. This is how it is. Oh, the, you know, we complain, right? We complain about conferences. Oh, I got to pay money to go to a conference to get healed? Well, 75 bucks. Hey. She got her ears healed. She's been deaf since she was five. Five. She's 42 years old. She put them out, threw them on the stage. Done. In a moment. How desperate, how much do we want Jesus? How much? How much do I want him? What's it worth to me? What is he worth to me? Because the whole thing is, he is the, like I said before, he's the center of everything. And the more I just, and it's not about even grabbing a healing necessarily, it's about getting him. Because ultimately, if I, if I receive him, if I receive all of him, that's when things begin to shift and change. So to hear, it, it's, to hear the secret, they, Mary, she heard. She could hear the secrets of God. She could hear the secrets of Jesus' Jesus's heart in between what he was saying. She heard him. How many of you in this room want to hear him? What's it? And I say to you back, I, I bring the question back again and again. What is it worth to you? What is it worth to me to hear? Because I go back to realizing I reassess, not to strive, but to where I'm at personally. And you say, well, you're in a good place. I might be. Is it the best place? No, he's the best place. He's the best place. I want, I want significant ratification of anything that gets in the way of Jesus Christ being Lord and glowing, permeating, flowing through my life in an unobstructed way. And this is what he's looking to do here with you, not just me. Everyone in this room. It's an invitation to every one of us that we would just get unobstructed. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Unclogged. Shakaramotea. Don't you want to be unclogged? Unplugged? Come on. I'm telling you. The Lord is looking to unplug us from all our stuff that gets in the way of getting us to where we need to be. And again, 
Listen, there is no, if you're hearing striving stuff in what I'm saying, you're missing it. Because he is the center point of everything. And he's not going to, he's not going to forsake anyone in this room. Never. Never leave you, never forsake you. But he's looking for us to come in a little closer. He's calling us and drawing us in. He's calling us in for, for greater intimacy so that when I hear, I can walk out what he says. Because if I walk like Jesus walked in John 5, 19, then I walk right to the pool and call the, call the, the guy that's been looking, the paralyzed people that are on the earth. One by one, one by one, one by one, one by one. It's not about uh, even a multitude, but I believe the multitudes are coming. I believe it's one by one. And, and who in here are, is paralyzed and is waiting for the Lord to come to them? I, I rebuke every paralyzing fear in this room that keeps you from moving into what God's called you to. You cannot, you will not, you will not. I prophesy to you, you will not. You will not stay in the state that you've been fighting through. I declare it over you right now. Confusion goes and the power of God will come. It's coming to your life. It's coming to your life. It's a matter of whether we're looking for it. Stop looking at the bad stuff and let's just look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. There is something that the Lord is saying. Listen, it is here and I'm ready to pour out on the church, outpouring. I said it before. This seed time, I'm telling you it's time to, it, when I was saying seed time and harvest, I meant I feel like it's a word for us. I feel like it's, you seed right now, and it can rain, and allow the rain to come, because the seed won't burst forth, it won't break forth, it won't show up, it won't manifest until there's rain, but you have to have seed, and you have to put it in the ground, and allow the Lord, and what does that mean? I bury it dead. I bury the stuff that I don't need, and he brings up life, and abundant life out of it. I'm telling you, there's so many, there's so many, listen, me, but I'm, I know so many people in situations in the room, God is just saying, listen, would you just allow me to come in, and what is it worth to you? Because if you just seek me, and you don't seek any other thing, if you just seek me, I know we, we, we depend on pastors and ministry and, and other people, and, and it's, it's actually an epidemic that I think the Lord is going to slay in the earth, to be honest. Because not that we don't need the office, not that the fivefold isn't a function, but I really believe the whole thing that all, we're all dependent upon the one guy or the one lady or this one or that one to get us to where we need to go. That's not true. That's a lie. You've been fed. That's a lie you've been fed, and I'm telling you, I'm not saying that we, we walk out of order and all kinds of wacky stuff goes on. I'm saying that God wants to flow in a pure flow, and he's looking for those who are wanting to step into their calling and their, and their gifting and walk it out so that they're, they're manifesting Jesus in the earth. And so here's the thing. I want you to believe because you hear. When this word speaks to you, you must believe what it says. This word is true. It doesn't, it doesn't lie. God is not a liar. He is the one that tells us all truth and purifies us. And so we can't, we can't allow that. And there is a place where God's about to touch. And, and in, that room, in that place where, where Mary began to pour out to Jesus, we see that he, we just know throughout history that her name is brought up. All of history. 
because of her worship, because how she poured out the oil, the costly, everyone say costly. We don't like that word costly. We don't like it. But it's a, tr it's, it's a true kingdom principle. Costly oil, that means you make a sacrifice. That's why I told you I put a seed before I got the oil. <laughs> Hundredfold, I'm, I'm believing for the seed. Thousandfold, I'm believing for the seed. Come on, how, how much can you believe for the seed? A thousand? A million? A billion? How much is too big? That's right. The sky is the limit, but where is our fit? Where, where are we believing God's going to take us in this moment? Seed time, harvest. It wasn't supposed to blend, but it did. The reality is God is trying to pull us into that place in this time, right now, right now. I promise you that there is going to be a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. There is already rising a church that's manifesting the fullness of Jesus Christ in the earth. And that would be you. That would be you. That would be you. So I'm just looking, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, he wants to come and he wants to release a surge of power to you. Do you know that? He wants transformational, transfiguring power to come to your life. Transformational, transferring, and transform transformative to you. He wants you to be the one that releases it to other people. We can't, you can't abide and then nothing happens. I'm telling you, as you abide with the Lord, as you abide in him, as you continue to abide in him, just like David said, listen, I'm going to, to pour out the offering. It has to cost me something. And then the plague's lifted. Everyone in this room, ready, will just, will symbolize the plagues, right? The plague, the plague of sin, the plague of death, whatever you want to call it. There's things that are happening in the earth right now that in your life that God is saying, I want to lift that off your life. And he's done it by the cross. He's done. It's finished. But he's saying, are you going to step in and push in into that inner place, the inner vortex where I absolutely abide? And when you touch me, boom, power, boom. Things begin to move. Surges happen. When, when things begin to, when he, it says that when Jesus touched I mean, when, when the woman touched him, it, actually the language is, it started a fire. I was like, really? It ignited something. It's like lighting something up. It's like igniting it. Contact began to move something in the spirit. And so the Lord is calling us in this time to live there, to abide there. Nothing more, nothing less.
So I'm just going to go back to that illustration with the woman at the well once, one more time and just touch. She was overwhelmed by her situation. And it was overwhelming trying to get to Jesus. Because really even that word thronging is the word overwhelmed. Sometimes we don't even know what to do to get ourselves positioned and touched with Jesus. Sometimes we don't have the power within ourselves. You don't. It's got to be Him. There's something that the Lord wants to do in our internal issues. Come on, the issues inside of us that don't reproduce anything. And so I'm believing God is going to do something even tonight as we, we just agree in prayer that, listen, I'm believing. I'm believing for you. Listen, I totally, I understand what the Lord wants to do in this time. But I want you to just be ready to receive. And he doesn't want you step, he doesn't want you outside of that. He wants you right in the center of it. And when we stand here, we, we, we believe the Lord. Listen, it's, it's going to be, we celebrate Pentecost, I think, is next week. Is it next week, Pentecost? So it's, it's the ascension week. It's the week preparing to go in to Pentecost, where God pours out his spirit on all flesh and they prophesy. Holy Spirit wants to come and remove every hindrance so that we can step in. What is it? What's it worth to you? I'm going to leave you with a question tonight. I'm not even going to do any charismatic, crazy, crazy stuff. I'm going to leave you with a question tonight. What is it worth to you? What's the price? No, he, pay, he paid the price. But what's the price? What is he asking of you? Because he wants to pull you into a, a secret place where you hear and you abide. Some of us have a lot of noise outside, chattering, chattering, keeping us from the promise. So, Lord, I'm asking right now, come on, just stand with me, stand with me.
Lord, I'm asking you to just release on each person, God, just release the sobering question of what's it worth to me. Lord, let our eyes see and our ears hear what you're doing. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. We pour out our worship tonight. And I just declare that over everyone in this place, Lord, that our, our worship would just come before you, Lord. There'd be a new, fresh wind on our lives personally where we come before you, God, and you just pour out your spirit on us as we're in your presence, God. Lord, I just declare a fresh touch, a fresh anointing, a fresh wind upon our lives, God, that we would step in to the new and that you would open up our senses. God, we lay everything aside, what people think, what their responses, Lord, everything that we think of ourselves. And we just come after you, God. We just come to you in a new way tonight. Asking for you to pour out fresh discovery. divine union Lord that we would hear believe and respond so we love you we thank you we bless you tonight in Jesus name